0: Welcome to Extraterrestrial Reality. Uh, Today I want to talk about the new docu-series that premiered on Netflix this past week called Encounters. Uh, It's from Steven Spielberg's Amblin Entertainment Television uh, Company, and uh, i got to say it's fantastic. I really enjoy this series. Uh, There's four episodes, and uh, I'm going to talk about the—in today's podcast, I'm going to focus on the first episode called Messengers, and I'll talk about the other three episodes in upcoming podcasts. Uh, this is very well done stuff. This is like on the on the level of some of the James Fox documentaries that we're, uh, we've seen, uh, the Jeremy Corbell documentaries, very well produced, uh, very interesting witnesses, uh, fantastic stuff. If, this first episode focused primarily on the Stephenville, Texas incident of uh, 2008 where hundreds of people saw a gigantic craft flying around, uh, a giant lighted craft with... Uh, where they say you could have landed an, uh, a jet airliner on it was so big it's very similar to the 1997 Phoenix lights incident uh and uh, one of the one of the people that they talked to in this documentary is Steve Allen he's a pilot and a businessman and he was the first witness to contact a local newspaper uh the St- Stevenville Empire Tribune uh basically on January 8th 2008 uh, Steve Allen was Having sitting around a campfire with uh, two of his friends on his property, and they saw this giant object near near co- coming near them, a uh, big uh, lighted object, and then it took off at an incredible speed. He ended up contacting the newspaper about this. He talked to uh, late reporter Angela Joyner. Uh, she passed away in 2021, and she reported on this at the time. And uh, she was that was the first article about the Stephenville incident. And uh, very interesting stuff, very interesting stuff. Uh, another person that they talked to in this episode was uh, Leroy uh, Gauton. He was a constable in nearby Dublin, Texas, and he saw this object from from, from, uh, from where, near where he lived. And uh, this was an Erath County in, in Texas, by the way. Uh, and then it turned out that after the story went in, it turned out there were hundreds of people that had seen this thing. Uh, Seen this thing flying around, whatever it was. Uh, the episode also points out that there was uh, there was a Freedom of Information Act request that uh, to get the uh, FAA radar uh, reports from that from the when, when these sightings happened, and the and they, the radar reports corroborated what all the witnesses were saying. Yeah, that there was this object here, and it was moving really really fast, and that's what the radar uh, reports showed. Uh, very interesting episode. The one thing I didn't know uh, was uh, re- with regard to what what uh, uh, Ricky Sorrels, one of the witnesses, had seen, had had, had talked to, had actually seen, which was something uh, was, was never I didn't see it in, anywhere before. and this was the first time I ever heard of it, but he actually saw beings in the craft. Uh, now Ricky Sorrels, he was on. I remember when this incident happened. He, he had appeared on on CNN. Uh, he was on the Larry King Show at, at the time and talking about this, uh, what he had seen. He actually, when when the when the report showed up in the newspaper, Sorrels then he uh, went public with what he had seen. Actually, a, a, a two weeks earlier in late December two thousand seven, he had gone out hunting. And he was walking through the uh, forest near his home uh, with his rifle. And the next thing you know, it got dark all of a sudden. It was like a big shadow covered him. And he looked up and he saw this giant craft hovering very low over trees. And he couldn't see the ends of it. He couldn't see it. It was so big, he couldn't see where it ended. Uh, it had, He said it eventually took off at a 45 degree angle. And there was absolutely no sound whatsoever. Uh, and then Soros, it, it, and he did not appear personally for this show. Apparently he went Quiet. He went silent at some point, and and it could have been because uh government agents were showing up at his house, uh, threatening him, telling him he needs to stop talking about this. What stop talking about what he saw? No, don't tell don't tell anybody about it. He said there was people coming and harassing him. Basically, in fact, he's. Uh, they said at one point he went into his pickup truck, and there was a bullet sitting on his dash. So he felt very threatened that at some point he just stopped talking to people about what what he had had encountered. But according to Steve Allen, at the time Steve Allen had talked privately, I guess, with uh, Ricky Sorrels, and Sorrels had told Steve Allen, according to this documentary, that not only did he see this craft, but he saw a being in the craft, uh, an insect, a being that looked like an insect. It looked like a praying mantis, according to Steve Allen. That that uh, that's what uh, Ricky Sorrels had told him but there were so so that there that's another interesting aspect so that, is that is that who is it isn't, isn't uh, running these some of these craft praying mantis aliens like we hear of in alien abduction cases well could be uh, but it was very convincing all of it uh, i mean obviously these people hundreds of people all these people with the witnesses that they had on here these people weren't lying obviously they saw something that was that defies explanation obviously these things aren't from this world they're not man made there's no possible way uh, but yet there are some skeptics among us still, and I'll get into that a little bit uh, later on here. But uh, I thought it was another interesting thing was you see in this show how the stigma could affect people. The managing editor of this of this newspaper at the time uh, she was on she was a prominent uh, uh, person in, in in this documentary. Uh, she was the managing editor for the Stephenville Empire Tribune. Her name is Sarah Vandenberg, and uh, she she had she was leaving for work the day that Steve Allen had contacted the newspaper and was talking to uh, Angela Joyner about this about his sighting and she was leaving and 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 uh, Sarah Vandenberg was leaving for that for the day and uh before she uh left she heard this uf that uh, there was a ufo sighting and she goes oh we'll talk about it tomorrow yeah uh, and then when she the next morning when she got up, she saw the front page of the, the the newspaper and the top of the fold, it had the story about the UFO sighting. And she got all upset, this, this editor, uh, Sarah Vandenberg, because uh, she thought it was going to ruin her career that she was talking about UFOs on the front page of her newspaper. And she stormed in her office and she found out that the publisher of the paper had demanded that that story go on the front page. And actually the, the newspaper had sold out. Actually, it was so popular. It was one of the most popular newspapers they had ever. Uh, so I thought that was interesting that the, the the editor was talking about this, how she felt about it at the time. I think that's so interesting is that you see you see here how the stigma affects people, and even uh, and also how sometimes a sighting could have derogatory effects on a person. Like Steve Allen was talking, he about uh, what this did to his life. You know, he became obsessed with UFOs, and, and he says it basically led to his uh, divorce after a 17-year marriage. Uh, because he became so obsessed with UFOs, that's why he, ta- he, he wants answers. He wants answers, and guess what? The government's not giving any answers. Uh, instead, what do they do? They go to people like Ricky Sorrels and tell tell them to shut up. Oh, actually, uh, Steve Allen had a phone call from somebody from the uh, uh, Pentagon who was you know, ma- making veiled threats. It' a fantastic documentary. I highly recommend this. You're gonna love it. Uh, really well put together show, great documentary. Of course, it's coming from Steven Spielberg and uh, his production company, uh, and uh, wow, I guess it's expected when you you know some someone of Steve Spielberg Steven Spielberg's stature. Of course, you're going to get some good stuff. Uh, this was very very good, uh, and uh, of course, I'll talk about some of the the, the, uh, the other three episodes during upcoming podcasts. But yeah, I highly recommend this. I don't see how anybody could walk away from this. If you're someone who is on the fence or a skeptic, I don't see how anybody could watch something like this and, and walk away thinking, oh, there's nothing to this. Uh, but, you know, just as I talked in my previous podcast about how uh, I really believe that this is a smart people problem, right, smart people need to be because uh, obviously, if you're not if you're not there at this point, well, then you're not smart. Obviously, that's that's how I feel. That's where I'm at with this. But anyway, there was an article uh, about this, a, a review written by Richard Roper for the Chicago Sun Times. Of course, uh, Richard Roper is a longtime movie critic, and uh, he does, he he still doesn't think that this this doesn't move the needle for him. All right. None of these things do. None of the you, you would have thought that mo- like a documentary like The Phenomenon from James Fox from uh, a few years ago would have moved the needle for skeptics, but but they don't. So they just still don't believe. They don't believe anybody and they ha- and they have a bunch of dumb they still have they still have a whole bunch of dumb questions that they ask as uh, as I will illustrate here. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. Anyway, the the title of his uh, Chicago Sun-Times review here is UFO Series Encounters Won't Sway Any Skeptics. Uh, And he goes on here. I'm not going to read the whole thing. I just want to read some some snippets from this. He says, he writes here, even though this sincere and intermittently interesting docu-series, intermittently, let me just stop there for a minute, it's, it's, it's wholly interesting. This whole thing, this documentary series will have you, uh, will, will, will basically have you mesmerized. There's no question about it. It says, even though this sincere and intermittently interesting docu-series bears the imprint of Steven Spielberg's Amblin Television, there are times when Spielberg's alien visitation classics, Close Encounters of the Third Kind, and E.T., feel at least as plausible as some of the claims made by the eyewitnesses and true believers showcased in the series. Well, of course, I, I don't know. Uh, I, so he's comparing what, what the people are saying in this to the E.T., saying it seems uh, uh, it's, it's, pl- it's it's putting them on, on pace with, with science fiction movies that Spielberg and made, which is absolutely absurd. Uh, And he goes on here, he says, With director Jan Motskin delivering solid work that revisits four well-known stories of alleged UFO sightings, encounters plays like a respectful video Wikipedia recap with a sprinkling of new revelations. While I don't discount the possibility that beings from other worlds have dropped by, I remain deeply skeptical with the same questions many Earthlings have been asking since the first recorded alleged sightings of UFOs, or a.k.a. UAP, unidentified, he says unidentified aerial phenomena, is unidentified anomalous phenomena now, just like a lot of these people in the mainstream media, they just don't study this enough, they don't care enough about this subject to even know that that was changed, and they keep making that mistake and calling it aerial phenomena, when now, now it's being, uh, the, the acronym stands for unidentified anomalous phenomena. But some of the dumb questions that Roper has here as as all skeptics do or you've you've seen this movie before wait do you hear it says one of his questions is why do ufos almost never drop in on our on major metropolitan areas instead choosing to contact a few folks in remote and rural locales well as i just talked about with the in the in that alaska uh, uh triangle story in my previous podcast it seems like uh, they're why would they go to a metropolitan area? Obviously these beings that are here, they 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 operate under heavy secrecy. They don't really want people to know what's going on. Sometimes it seems that they have a they show show displays to certain people, but they never do it on such a grand scale where the whole world is rocked. It's always yeah that's true and that's what's going on. But well, so he's asking this question, why do they do that? Well, cuz obviously they're being secretive about it. But this guy hasn't studied this subject enough to even know the answer to that or what the answer might be he doesn't have any he doesn't he's not interested in it so of course he's going to remain skeptical none of this moves the needle for him it doesn't it's not going to prompt someone like Richard Roper to grab a book about this and try to educate himself on the subject he doesn't want to even think about it anyway here's another question he has why is the video and film footage always so grainy and inconclusive well, let me just stop there. We talk about this a lot. For for one thing, there are some really good pictures of flying saucers and 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 other strange craft that have been taken over the years. There is some stuff, but obviously these beings they don't want you to know what's going on. In fact, in this in this, in the first episode, messengers well in, with regard to the Stephenville incident, uh, a, a month after the main sighting in in, uh, in January in, in early February, this uh, Leroy Gutten. The the constable saw this strange orb floating above him, and so he he got the the camera from his from his uh, vehicle from his police vehicle and 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 tried to film it. And then when he got home and watched it, because they're still on using VHS tapes at that time, he tried to watch the video, and it was it was it wasn't working right, like it was there and then it would disappear, like it was malfunctioned for some reason when he tried to film this thing these beings have, you know people who are skeptics don't, they can't think outside the box here, obviously these beings are using some sort of technology sometimes to prevent people from filming them, it doesn't matter if you're using a, a, a the, the latest cell phone or or you're using a, a, an old movie handheld film camera it doesn't matter, it seems like these things have. For when you're up close to them it's hard to film them for whatever reason uh and it's like the, the radio static that you get sometimes when these things show up there's all kinds of things that they're doing to block uh you getting the proof that you need to take back and show everybody their way these beings are obviously way ahead of us way ahead of the 10 step 10 paces ahead of us uh, if not more but anyway he, he's never thought this through and another question he has is there Why is it always a flying saucer or a cigar-shaped ship? And why does almost every description of the alien sound the same? Long limbs and oversized heads and oversized eyes. Well, what could anybody do about that? That's what they look like, for the most part. the The beings that people encounter the most are these gray beings with these oversized heads and small bodies, and they're short. That's most of most of the time. That's what you hear. And who? And and the, and as far as being uh, cigar shaped or flying saucers, well, that's what they look like. That's they manufactured them. Well, how do we know why they made them that way? He's asking us those questions. Well, we, we need those answers from the extraterrestrials themselves. We don't know what that is. But see, he's not thought this through then another question he has it says why do the aliens never ever ever stage a big press conference to explain exactly why they're here and what they're hoping to accomplish let's just stop here again well, how, why would they do that? I mean, they don't want, obviously. They don't want us to know that what they're up to, right? Some of the obviously, some of them are up to something. Some of them are apparently up to no good. It looks like the grays, the reptilians, and, and uh, insectoids ones. They seem like to be up to uh, some sort of possible hybridization program. But he doesn't even know. Probably doesn't even know about that because he never studied it. Uh, but we don't know why they—they're not gonna. They, they, these people think that they should land on the White House lawn. They think that for some reason these beings would think the same way. If they're intelligent, then they would think the same way that we are. And they're gonna land if they're gonna if they're gonna come here and find our planet. They're going to land. They're gonna they're gonna want to meet our uh, meet us in some sort of a dignified uh, uh, ma- venue and 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 have a, a nice sit down for a nice big dinner. You know that's what these people think. It's it's so idiotic. I I can't believe that I'm reading this. And this isn't a major newspaper in the United. States it says here uh, and then he says why do they never attack but also never communicate their desire for peace well I don't know we we don't know why they're not attacking out actually he thinks that he thinks that if they are going to attack us it's going to be war of the world style right or if if they're not going to attack us and they're here on peace it's going to be day of the earth still style we're going to come down and say we we want peace i mean what is he thinking he's he's basing his whole concept of extraterrestrials on earth from the hollywood movies he grew up watching it's unbelievable Then he goes on to say another question he has. If they're they're sophisticated enough to travel here from unimaginable distances, why do they refrain from speaking with us or even interacting with us for any extended period of time? Well, for one thing, they're way advanced. That, that would be like me wanting to interact with the with the with the yellow jacket flying around on the front porch. I mean, come on, what is what's he thinking here? He, he that's what it is. He's not thinking. None of these de- debunkers are thinking ever. None of these skeptics are thinking. And then his final final question here is: Aliens really? Oh, like it's so it's it's so fantastic, isn't it? The idea that there could be other beings out there that are more intelligent than us, and they're traveling to Earth sometimes to 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 study us to to study this planet uh some of them uh could be just here to to look at us a little bit and then take off and then some of some of them could be here wanting to take over secretly somehow covertly but see he's never thought this through he's never read a book on it and this this is this is the the mind of a skeptic the mind of a debunker on display of course i'll leave the link uh to this uh article so you can read the entire thing this episode is brought to you by snapple But uh, also, I thought was interesting in this in this first episode was uh, there was a guy uh, who talked who who was getting interviewed or just talking about his experiences. matthew Roberts he's a he was a naval intelligence cryptologist. And uh, he left the navy uh, because he he wanted to talk publicly about it. He basically left a pension on the table and and, and benefits, and because he thought it was more important to, to talk publicly about the reality that there is some presence here. He, he called it the it's a great big open secret. Uh, he was also happened to be on the uh, United States USS Roosevelt during the gimbal, famous Gimbal incident, so he was in that episode too, and it was. Some of the things he was saying was very interesting. In fact, he said he had his, had his own alien alien encounters. So overall, I think this first episode is fantastic. I give it a four out of four stars. No question about it. It was great. Uh, it's it's sad to see that, you know, I can't believe that if any, any uh, skeptic watching this could would not be swayed. It's hard to believe, but obviously that's what's happening when you read uh, articles like this, this review from someone like Richard Roper. Uh, who basically has all these dumb questions that he doesn't understand why we can't have them answered? Why don't they just land and why don't they just land on the White House lawn and 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 meeting with the president already? I mean, what are they what are they so secret about? How come they're not showing up over over New York City or 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 uh, Dallas, Texas, all at once? You know, and, and just showing themselves already? Why aren't they doing that if they're here? Huh? Answer me that. Think about how stupid that sounds. It's so stupid, but that's what he's asking, right? You know, why is the film footage always so grainy? Why? You know? Unbelievably. Why are they shaped like saucers or cigar shaped all the time? Why are they shaped like that? Can you answer me that one? Why do these beings have big heads and big eyes? How come they're always described that way? Can you tell me, please? This is your this is like your standard debunker skeptic right there? That's the kind of dumb question because they can't think. Because again, like I was just talking, if you don't believe, I mean, I would just say some people were upset. I got a couple of messages, I got I did get a couple of messages from people from my last podcast saying, Oh, I'm a jerk, right? But guess what? You're not if you if, if you think like this guy, guess what? You're not smart. You're not smart. This guy is not smart. Richard Roper is dumb, dumb, anyway. Um. Uh, moving on I want to talk about some other things here uh, I actually received a comment uh, an interesting uh, comment from somebody uh, it was on my YouTube uh, channel it was from uh, crypto citizen 2292 uh, and this was in uh, he was re- he provided this comment for my from my uh, with my for my latest episode the UFO extraterrestrial phenomenon is a smart people problem uh so what he said here, he said he, he, he has his own uh idea about uh skeptics. And I think this is interesting. and something to take into consideration. He says here, I've been talking with coworkers about this topic, kind of trying to poll their opinions on it. And the vast majority believe in it, or at least believe it's possible. However, the two or three holdouts have interesting reasons for being skeptical. First of all, none of them have even heard of Mick West and other debunkers. The UFO community puts a lot of emphasis on what the debunkers have to say, but in reality, they're preaching to a very small choir. Yes, I can understand that. Uh, but, see, I think the problem is here is that, see, we, they might not have heard of, of people like Mick West or, 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 or people like that, but, see, Mick West has an effect on the mainstream news, as you see in so many different articles and, and on uh, some of the news networks. They'll bring Mick West on to give his opinion. And then so that so the mainstream media doesn't take it seriously, and in turn, because the mainstream media doesn't take it seriously because they're they're listening to people like Mick West, then the mainstream media thinks it's a joke. And so then that's passed on. I mean, that, that kind of feedback... Healing is, you know, is it, it just goes? It, it's passed on to other people as people are watching TV. But that's the concern with Mick West. Yeah, a lot of these regular people, right? Most people never heard of this guy. People in my family never heard of Mick West. You know, I could if I, if I was to say something to my brother about Mick West, he'd say, who right." Most people didn't hear about him, but of course, my brother, one of my brothers, is a big time skeptic. So. Uh, but he gets his ideas from other people. Like he'll listen to mainstream news people. See, it all filtered. It all gets filtered through. As as long as you have people out there dissenting voices, uh, uh, you know, promoting idiocy, it just keeps. It, it's it's like a disease. It's like a virus. But that's just my feeling on that. But anyway, let's continue with this comment here. He says, on the other hand, my skeptical co-workers had one thing in common. They're all big fans of South Park, The Simpsons, Family Guy, and other similar shows. The UFO alien topic is always used as a comedic comedic element in those shows, and that has tremendously shaped their real-life opinions. Yes, their thinking is that shallow. I have nothing against parodying this topic or any topic, but you'd be surprised how many people shape their entire worldview on what comedy shows slash specials have to say well let me just say this you know uh and that's i, I hear that's exactly true i yeah, there are people like that i've met people like this too who who, who think this way they you, you talk about extraterrestrials and they'll say yeah remember in the family guy that one episode because that's all they really uh, that's their that's their, their only the only exposure they really had to it right uh but you know, those shows though, the people who are writing those shows, they're affected by the mainstream views on this kind of stuff too. So it's again, it's all it's like it's it's like a virus. It just keeps spreading. You, you, you don't know where where the, the, the people who are putting out the nonsense, it filters through the mainstream media, it gets into the minds of the writers of TV shows like The Simpsons or Family Guy, and then to the minds of the regular Joe sitting there watching TV. Anyway, he continues with his comment here. It says another separate skeptic is a huge mega fan of science fiction novels shows movies and has real hang-ups with how the ufo phenomenon is manifesting itself he simply can't get past his preconceived notions of how contact with extraterrestrials will go down the only way it will happen in his opinion is these ships will jet with jet engine like thrusters what you'd see in star trek star wars etc will show up and roll out a big red carpet in front of the white house and all of all of our leaders will get together with the aliens and have a big powwow why because that's how it happens in sci-fi and since it hasn't happened yet there simply can't be aliens or it's impossible for them to reach us across the, the distances in space now I, this is what we we're just talking about I, I believe that that's how this 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 critic this film critic is thinking and that uh the uh richard roper it, it, that i just, the, the article i was just reading that's a he's thinking and a lot of people are thinking this way they think it's going to be some kind of a regal event like a you know it's going to be a big show it's going to be broadcast live throughout the world you know that's how they think this is going to go down but they just they're not thinking outside of the box they're 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 read so much science fiction or watched so many science fiction films that they think oh it has to be this way just like it would just like in the movie that's how it's going to be right that's how it's going to be it can't be what are you talking about they're not going to show themselves come on you're you stupid they think you're stupid for thinking otherwise so he says, and he finishes up here. He says, "So there you have it. The debunkers really don't seem to play a big factor in people's opinions on this on these topics, but animated adult comedy shows and sci-fi in general does. Yeah, and that's very true. But I do think that because we're not getting, I mean, once we get to a position where where this is accepted, when when governments uh, finally tell the truth, right? Once we get to that point, well, I think uh, I think it's going to be a different story. But I think the reason that." Uh, that it is like this though, that these shows and uh, are, are, are like this is because, you know, the, this virus of, of disinformation and misinformation, which starts, which starts with governments and debunkers, and then just spreads, you know, like a cancer, uh, into the minds of millions of people across the world, billions of people across the world, thinking that the whole thing's a joke or, or it has to be done this way or that way. There's only one way it's ever going to go down. You know, that's why I, I just think that, uh, You know, but yeah, most people, you're right. No, most people haven't heard of debunkers, but uh, because we haven't accepted this, we're never going to accept it. We're never going to get to a certain point uh, until we, uh, everybody starts demanding the truth here, but because we have some people siding with the government all the time, right? Oh yeah, see, the government said this, Oh, like John, John Greenwald from the Black Vault. He seems like he's always, especially when it comes to Lou Elizondo, he's always siding with the government all the time right like he like he thinks that oh the, well you see this document they said right here so that means you know that's how he presents it basically but in reality how could you trust you can't you can never trust the Pentagon when it comes to UFOs they've been lying about this for almost 80 years now but yeah that was some great uh, definitely some great insight there I, I really appreciate that comment uh, thank you very much for sharing anyway I want to say thank you for joining me until next time